Hey, Sophia, I actually have something to tell you. It's really important. Oh my God, what is it? Unfortunately, I can't tell you. You're going to have to actually wait till episode four of KYTL. But welcome to KYTL episode three. I'm super excited to get into it. Another good episode. I'm ready. Great episode. Super exciting. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So we we start with um immediately after the crazy tribal of last episode. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that episode. It's in the past. It's gone. <laughs> Hearts in the chat yes, for Abby. Abby. Yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna find ways to talk about Abby every single episode. Don't worry, <laughs> you will get the Abby content. We will. It's gonna be like the final week, and I'm gonna be like, I think Abby had a part in this move. If you think about it, you really think back to the first episode, in the first minute when we saw our queen Abby. She did this, this, and that. Um. And then all the people are going to be like, guys, it's literally the finale. She was boot number two. We're going to be like, exactly. Nah, mastermind of the season. She was planting the seeds. Literally. Okay, let's get in post-tribal. Okay, so, yeah, we, we basically we cut to the end of tribal, and we find out that Abby's going home. And it's uh, we get kind of, like, the perspective from everyone about, like, what happened. Um... People kind of seem to think that, like, it, I mean, it seems to be a very clear division of, like, how the vote happened. Yeah. Like, obviously, Luke and Stephanie were on the bottom of that vote. And I think, did Emily vote with them? Yeah. I, I feel like, I think Emily did vote with them. Because it was okay. kind of close. Um, but yeah, Emily it was, like, a 4-6 like, vote. Yeah, Emily has this, like, section where she's, like, at the beginning of this episode where she's, like, I don't know what's happening in this game. She, like, finally sort of clicks into her brain, like, oh, I'm playing Survivor. She's not joined this club to just, like, sit around and I think she said eat snacks. Um, Like, there is press. (laughs) There was a quote where she she basically said, this is not a club to have fun in. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that is what she said. Because, like, I think that's what she was kind of hoping for. Like, she was like, oh, you know, like, let me have a better social life, like, this semester. I didn't, like, talk to anyone last semester, so this will be good for me. And, obviously, she, I think she didn't realize exactly what she was getting into, which, you know, happens a lot. But I do like that she's owning up to it and not being like, oh, like, this isn't for me. She's like, it's not what I thought it is, but it's not what I thought it was going to be, but I'm going mm-hmm. to own that and, like, um, roll with the punches. And I really do like that. I think, like, I really like what we see from Emily this episode because, the, like, her, she was on the bottom. Like, yeah. obviously, I think if you look at it from, like, the perspective of, like, Abby just went home, Luke and Stephanie, or Abby's close styles, they're also on the bottom. But at least edit-wise, it seems like Emily was probably in, like, the worst spot. Every single person was like, yeah, like, the vote's probably going to be Emily next. Probably going to be Emily next. And it doesn't even happen. Yeah, I mean, her name's been thrown out at every single tribal council so far. Even the mm-hmm. one that we're going to talk about today. Um, so I'm glad she's, like, finally starting to talk to people. Um, and I'm interested to see how she develops as a character now that she kind of understands what's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like, she, like, fully admits that, like, she wasn't talking to people, 
and she seems to like even even in this first segment like you can tell she's starting to get in the good graces of people yeah and i like i'm really excited to see like if that actually develops or if it's too late for emily yeah i guess other than that like right after tribal we don't get too much i think there was one thing i noted and they like i don't remember who said this but i think like um i think it was luke and or stephanie and they basically are like mm, not mad at Lindsay per se, but they definitely view Lindsay as like a minion on the other side, just doing what what she's told. Yeah, I wrote down that uh, Luke and Stephanie called Lindsay a Noah follower, <clears throat> and mm-hmm. just kind of does whatever he says. Um, I get it, early game doing that, like going <laughs> with flow, but at the same yeah. time gotta have some skin in the game and make some decisions no, on your own and it's like i think it makes it that more like annoying that Lindsay didn't vote with luke and stephanie because they would have had the numbers like Lindsay had the extra vote it would have been six four but for whatever reason Lindsay feels more comfortable with like ian and noah than like luke stephanie and abby probably i think like my reasoning if i was Lindsay, and i ended up going with noah and ian is luke stephanie and abby are probably a very visible trio yeah and that's really scary to join because you're so obviously on the bottom whereas big conglomerate of like grace and tages and ian and noah and uh well i guess and Lindsay. that's not necessarily there's like not as obvious of a structure even yeah. though it's just everyone and then Lindsay at the bottom yeah. yeah which is technically worse like i'd rather be on the bottom of a like four person alliance than a five person alliance but like I, I see where Lindsay's coming from. It's just like it's not the right move. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, you know, it, it, it is what it is. It's still the early game. Yeah. So then we get a segment from Ian and Noah that, like, I alluded to earlier in the intro of the episode where Ian is like, hey, Noah, like, I have to tell you something. And then it just, like, cuts and then doesn't mention it at all the entire episode no um i was sitting there like all right so cool great way to start the episode keep people hooked watch until the end and then there was nothing yeah and like see sometimes i'm known to miss important details so i was a little worried that like i just somehow missed this entire site i was like maybe i accidentally like like fast forward through it like what where was this but like i checked discord i'm checked with you like there was no fruition of it which i think is fine like i'm guessing george is editing this to kind of like build up to this like big event that's gonna happen and we just don't know what it is and i do Mm -hmm. like that illusion i wish maybe there was like a little more build up but it's kind of like t- i'm sure the only build up you can do without leaking anything is hey i have something to tell you yeah so, you know it makes sense i hope you get it next episode just because it's like i feel like this has been alluded to like multiple times and it's like when did it even happen in the game like did it happen yeah. like week one and we're just not told it did it happen like when we're gonna actually see it 
but were like being alluded to it earlier anyways like i don't know yeah it's an interesting plot point that i wonder hopefully it gets explained nicely um but i don't know like imagine it's just like the entire season is just like and never turns into anything and george is like oh shit i forgot to put that in george is just like either that or just kind of trolling everyone yeah it could literally be like the just the most like mundane thing ever like noah i have to (laughs) i have to tell you something and then it's i I don't know i don't have a good lie but it'd just be like (laughs) you can't tell anybody this I love waffles. Okay. Roger. I know it's like game changing. How did you tell that? What? I'm, I'm sorry, that? but you can't tell anyone for If you tell anyone, my game is over. I, I that, will tell like, everyone that you love pancakes. I promise. Okay, that's good with me. I I do like pancakes, so it's not even a lot. Perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. That's a funny situation, and hopefully, like, we'll, we'll see what that entails. Oh, yes. We, but it does, well, like, it seems to be a big plot point of the season. Yeah, I mean, Noah and Ian are such big characters in this season. Mm-hmm. And, like, when Ian goes, Noah, I have to tell you something. Literally, they're sitting next to each other. Noah looks shocked, and Ian's like, mm-hmm. Ooh. it's just yeah. like, it's going to be, it has to be something interesting. Mm-hmm. And I will say, like, if I had to guess, like, I do know people, as much as I've loved this season, I know some people have been criticizing, like, the fact that prod members are playing and that maybe, oh, like, like the prod members are dominating the game. First of all, it's been three weeks. Yeah. Second of all, like, they already have been targeted. Like, Noah and Ian are, like, barely scraping by. Like, yes, they, ha- they have people to protect them, but I think that's more on like them being good players and like being like, mm-hmm. helped because they were on production early. And yeah. if I had to guess, I would think that this buildup of Ian telling Noah something has to do maybe with like George and Katie, potentially. Yeah, like I wonder if Ian found out because I feel, it's I don't remember very possible. When, but I don't know if it was sometime this episode or last episode, but Katie and George were talking and it cut to like a Katie confessional. And she's like, yeah, Ian doesn't even know that we are dating or like, are going to start dating. Mm, and, and from what we've seen from Ian, if he finds out something that he does not like, he is going to blow it up. Like, yeah. Which I think will be awesome for the episode because I love, I think, in case we are worried of a prod member domination or whatever, that's completely negated as soon as they go after each other. Exactly. So it'll I'm I'm sure it's gonna be like a clash of the titans thing, like if they mm-hmm. make merge or um whatever happens next, but I think it's it's gonna be really cool to see these big characters sort of go after each other. Mm-hmm. So moving on before the challenge, we get some more um we get some more obsidian content because we are lacking of it. Um and it sort of yeah, starts sort with of starts- Mason and Justin. Mm-hmm. And Mason's just like, yeah, I really like Justin. And they're thinking about making a three with T-Rex. Um and 
It's a really Rex. funny three. Um, it's not a three I was expecting. Um, like no, like <laughs> it's funny because like if you look at their like if you take their survivor knowledge out of it and you just like mm-hmm. you as people, I think it makes sense. But given their like survivor knowledge, it does make it a really weird alliance. Yeah, it's super. It's super funny to me. I don't know, like. Justin I, is very much. I think boring. any alliance. I think any alliance with T Rex is funny to me. <laughs> and I love and the other bit that there was is that like, there was was T Rex trying to start another bonding opportunity, and then they all they they cut to the hot tub scene. <laughs> okay, well, I feel like every Survivor Michigan season has had a hot tub. Where was the hot tub when I played? I'm like. <laughs> kind of mad about this like i know spoilers for my season but there was no hot tub (laughs) because no one was living in the foundry during season eight i guess spoilers i guess no one was living in the foundry that we know of that we know of or maybe they maybe they they all had a hot tub party without me it's gonna cut to a season eight airing and it's gonna cut to a hot tub season scene and i'm gonna be like fuck i missed the hot tub (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's too good yeah but i thought that was really funny um and justin tells I, mason there was one, t-rex at one point like before that oh sorry our the audio delay is like fucking it's so we, bad like, keep talking at the same time go ahead what were you gonna say okay i was gonna well you might have just said this i like didn't hear exactly what you said so if i just repeated what you said i so i'm a, i apologize but so yeah, we were talking about like the hot tub scene and right before that was T-Rex and he was like talking about like his strategy and his, basically all he said was don't miss gatherings. Yeah. He's like, if you, if you miss gatherings, you're probably going to get targeted. And I was like, yeah, that's good. Fair good enough. Eye, and I think that's like the level of strategy we're seeing from T-Rex, which is totally fine. Like it's a complex game and I think like Looking at it from such a simple perspective sometimes can be the best way. Oh yeah, and it's T Rex. I just I just need more T Rex content. Like we've gotten a good dose today, mm-hmm. this episode, but I want to see what he does next. He's a mastermind. Yeah, me too. Yeah, but we do get more content than just T-Rex. Like we said, we got Mason and Justin, and they seem to be kind of forming as this pair. They're both in the school of Ross, mm-hmm. aka the school business. And I think, like, it makes sense for them to want to work together. Like, there's not... I don't know. I think, like, it, I see why they're working together. I just think mm-hmm. it sounds like they're either both of them or one of them are, like, lying about their major and people catch on really quickly they're like we know you're both in the school of Roz. yeah like that's not hard to cover up or that's hard to cover up no and i I, like i'll say like i think they probably regardless of if they're actually working together it sounds like people are gonna pair them together regardless so yeah if you're in a situation like that you might as well work together i'm just curious to see like um if they can overcome the target that they've put on themselves for being such a tight duo, because like, mm. I they seem to be pretty visible 
like everyone's like, oh yeah, like Mason and Justin are working together. Yeah. And maybe that's like why they want to pull T-Rex in to sort of like mitigate their like, like uh, mm -hmm. perception as a pair. Um, but either way, yeah. they're still super tight. And like within that six of uh, all the people that were at the, I don't, I think they mention it later, but like Justin and Mason are both in that six and it's easy to like pair them off um, into groups. We also get a segment about um, Justin, like, no, he knows that um, there's producers in this game, and he decides to oh, yeah. tell Mason that information, mm -hmm. which I think kind of just solidified that trust within that, too, and probably bundled them even closer. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I I'm happy, I'm excited to see them work together. I love a good freshman-senior duo. Um, mm -hmm. It's super fun, and I think that they are gonna they're gonna do good things yeah and then we do get a little segment from ann and like i just wrote in in the middle maybe it wasn't a segment from her but like it does i think someone like mentioned that like she's like in the middle and necessarily not hasn't necessarily like picked a side yet yeah that's sort of what it seems like i don't think ann has been to many of the things that obsidian's done um and maybe that's just like, you know, she's pretty busy and like has other things because this is college survivor and we are <laughs> playing as college students. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but uh, I mean, don't want to jump too far ahead, but we kind of know where that goes with Anne being in the middle and not picking yeah. a side. Um, mm -hmm. but, but even I also have that uh, about the Jack and George conversation. Um, and maybe this wasn't like a conversation, but I just have Jack and George and like George calls Jack the super sleuth. Um, cause Jack sort of knows all these things about, uh, all the prod <laughs> members. Um, mm -hmm. and they sort of talk about like all of the connections that Katie has and how she's getting super yeah. close to people on her tribe and how she's connected to others on the other tribe. And, um, George then goes to say that the only thing Jack does not know is that George and Katie are dating. And I feel yeah. like that. I really like be... the work from George here. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, I feel like that has to be the, like the bomb drop of like, I have to tell you something like <laughs> they keep hinting yeah. as it's like, this is the one thing people don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I do feel like the bomb is going to drop soon, but I do, I like that it's, like, building up to it. Um, I will say, I really liked the work George was putting in here. Like, he mm -hmm. seems to do a really good job of separating himself from Katie. Obviously, they don't know that um, they're dating. But what they do know is that they, like, are both involved in production. Mm -hmm. And George is doing a really good job of making sure that people, like, don't think they're working together. Like, George is going through Katie's relationships and, like, from yeah. an outside perspective, it looks like like they can't be that close if he's telling everything about her to me. And that mm -hmm. is what George is doing, but it's kind of like a reverse psychology method where it's like, if I tell this person everything about Katie, then they're not going to think we're working together, but we are. And we want to work with Jack anyways, so there's no reason to hide like um, that information about Katie. Yeah. Totally. Lee and it's sort of like 
right before the challenge starts sort of just kind of revealed that like obsidian is just so interconnected with all of these prior connections <clears throat> um and even Sokka to some extent mm -hmm. with like I, I Noah and Taylor know each other from Quidditch sort of thing yeah they know and, each other from Quidditch yeah iconic <laughs> but it's so interesting to see how it unfolds because everyone's so connected but they don't want to like tell anyone so like when are the beans gonna be spilled i i would disagree that they don't want to tell like people have spilt like a lot like we know yeah, a lot of true. these connections are like pretty obvious like i mean i feel like a lot of the producer connections wasn't necessarily them well i mean katie like told people she was on prod obviously yeah. george was on prod but like Ian didn't tell anyone. But like I think oh. Noah was telling everyone that he knew Taylor. Yeah. So like, and Maybe. I get it. Sometimes it's like people are gonna find out about certain things, and if they do, you're like fucked because you hid that information for for so long to your closest allies. So mm -hmm. by letting it out in the open, you're kind of first you're like selling yourself as an honest person from the get go, which. I think is an important thing if you you want to set your tone and people will you want to set your perception at the start of the game so people think you are an honest person even yeah. if you're not and yeah. i think by like being like hey i know this person you immediately go oh this person's probably not gonna survive her they just gave away a key relationship yeah and you can kind of use that to like um be underestimated true okay yeah no that's that's a good way to look at it. I but like I'm, I think I'm also just justifying him telling people. It probably wasn't a good move. <laughs> Who knows? It'll... Especially for Taylor. Taylor probably wasn't happy about, like, everyone knowing that they know each other. I, I don't even know if they're that close. It sounds like they're on the Quidditch team together. Like, we haven't gotten a Noah-Taylor segment. Yeah, so I guess we don't really know. I don't think so. Like... Like, I mean, I would assume if they didn't, like, go come together and film, like, oh, my gosh, we're playing together, they're probably, like, acquaintances at best. Yeah, which is, like, something that kind of sucks about, like, those prior relationships that people find out or even tell you about. It's, like, it makes you seem like some so much more of a threat when it's, like, I barely know this person. Like, <laughs> we are in the same club, but, like... That can be so distant, especially like depending on how big a club is and just like all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and I think that's why some people are w more willing to tell other people because in their mind it's not important at all. They're like, I don't know this person. It doesn't change how I think about them. Yeah. But to everyone else, all they hear is, I know this person, and whatever else you say is like redundant. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. Yup. All right, so okay, next. we can move on to the challenge. Challenge. Um, I liked this challenge a lot. <laughs> You're so behind, Sophia. You were like, challenge. That's that's <laughs> how my audio looked like. It was so funny. Oh boy, amazing! But this was a really Anyways, cool challenge. Um, um, fun challenge. Um. So we first we find out that there's no difference maker, but there is a difference in how tribal's gonna work. I like I like the way Brady did it. That was smart. Oh, Brady. 
And we find out that both tribes are going to tribal, which, you know, super fun. Um, I'm glad there's not a difference maker. I feel like with like both tribes going, it's a little complicated. Yeah. Like, especially edit wise, it's like you have to already show two tribes going to tribal. A whole nother segment about the difference maker is just going to add another like 15 minutes and like, there's no reason to do that. So good call on prod for not having a difference maker segment this episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was a really cool challenge. It was, I will call this tennis ball musical chairs. And yeah, good, basically good both tribes were fighting for individual immunity rather than uh, tribal immunity because this was going to be a double tribal. And basically how the challenge ran was um, <laughs> obviously if you saw it, it, every tribe, each tribe would go like one at a time. There was eight members looking for tennis balls. There would only be seven tennis balls out there. Um, so on and so forth until everyone is eliminated down to the two people who won individual immunity uh, from each tribe. They would go head to head and um, fight it out for a tennis ball to determine who goes to tribal council first or second. Um, yeah. Overall, the challenge wasn't super interesting except for the uh, fight between Phagis and Stephanie. Um, that yeah, I was, was going to say, like, early on, I was going to say early on, there was a part where, like, they're, like, they're all grabbing their balls, and I just hear a producer. It was kind of quiet, but in the back, you can hear a producer say, you know you can tackle, right? I think that was Aaron. <laughs> Aaron was trying to get more and, content. Yeah, I, like, I heard that, and I was, like, I was a little disappointed. I was, like, where's the tackling? No one is doing anything. They're just grabbing the balls, and I get it. Like, you don't want to be the person to start tackling someone. But yeah. at the same time, as a viewer, I want to see people get tackled. But, like, also, like, I want to <clears throat> say safe, so I get it. Yeah. Um, but, yes, we did get a fun little Tejas and Stephanie um, clip of them, like, wrestling it out. And they both ended up not even getting the ball in. Like, it didn't end up benefiting them. So I see why there wasn't, like, too much physical altercation in this challenge. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was really funny to watch. I was just like, okay, they just, like like uh i'm like i totally get what he was doing um he didn't want stephanie to win immunity um Mm -hmm. because she is so clearly on the bottom um i it's interesting how they didn't like do the sort of same thing for luke even though i know luke has been talked to ian and noah and we're like hey this is the thing but like stephanie was also in that plan um so I don't know. Maybe it's because Stephanie and Abby were more of a duo than Luke was, but we'll see. Yeah. To be fair, Luke is like six foot something. And I cannot imagine Tages trying to like tackle Luke. But that would be good content. It would. I actually am really mad at Tages. Like, Tages, come on. You could have tried. I think you could have done it. I believe Absolutely. in you. Exactly. It would have been really, really good content. But yeah, we we end up with Luke. We end up with Luke versus Ian, and it's kind of funny because Luke is like six foot something, and Ian is like, I don't know how tall Ian is, but he's not super tall. I don't think he's much taller than me, and I'm five seven. Yeah, I like. I'd say like, is he taller than you, or like, 
No, I, I if we like got, five, I think we might be at the same height at most. Okay. Short king against tall. Five, five seven. Well, right, exactly. And like, yeah, at that point, like, I mean, they weren't gonna tackle each other. It's just who finds the ball. Luke mm-hmm. finds the ball, and he wins. And when this happened, I was kind of like, I feel like this is not good for Stephanie. Like, I think she's probably not going to make it yeah. past this episode. Yeah. I was like, it, it was either Stephanie or Emily. And, like, as soon as we saw that Emily was, like, talking to people, I was like, yeah, no, it's got, it's done for stuff. Yeah, that's that's just tough. Um, and she was in a tough spot, too. It's just, like, mm-hmm. unfortunate. Yeah. And then we also get T-Rex winning on the other team. Yeah, I don't think there was much, like, there wasn't really anything interesting with that. It was just kind of like, you know, T-Rex wins. I will say the funny part was after T-Rex, like, beats Luke, um, T-Rex gets to pick which individual immunity necklace um, he gets. And he's like, oh, no, Luke, you can pick. And, like, Luke, I think Luke is either being really nice or sees through it. He's like, nah, you can pick T-Rex. And T-Rex is like, no, you pick. And keeps doing that. And Luke's like, fine, I pick a gold. And T-Rex is like, I want the gold one. <laughs> and like, I think already it's funny, but I think it's funnier that like Luke was not falling for it and just T-Rex had to keep trying over and over again to get Luke to like fall for this. And Luke is like, okay, I'll play in your game. And I feel like that represents T-Rex's gameplay like pretty well. Yeah, I would agree. And I mean, it's showing that he's like, I mean, he's been proven to be pretty good at challenges too. Obviously Obsidian hasn't gone to tribal council without being forced. Um, But it's T-Rex. He's just, he's just a goofball. Yeah. But I will say both of these immunity wins seem to be very important for those specific people. Mm -hmm. I think it, it sounds like T-Rex is going if he doesn't win immunity. Like, he didn't even show up at the tribal. Yeah, which kind of sucks. And, like, if you're not showing up to stuff, um, especially when you've won immunity, too, like, it's just hard yeah, to, like, gain like, trust. I assume it was... I assume he didn't come because he had immunity, but it's, like, even then, like, I, I think that, like, if T-Rex doesn't win immunity, he's probably gone. They just really don't trust him. And, like, he's so busy. But even yeah. with him being busy, I think he's been a fun character to, like... Oh, my gosh, yeah. To be honest, so... He is so fun. Um, But now we get to see Obsidian play Survivor. <laughs> yes, which I'm really happy about. I do think, like, the early segment, like set up what actually ends up happening really well mm-hmm. for the most part. It's very clear that Mason and Justin are like together. And yeah. I think the start of the episode kind of like is like, oh, are they going to actually like become like in this majority? Because they're talking to Taylor. They're talking to like a couple other people I don't remember. Like they seem to be like decently integrated for them like yeah. a little bit at least. And then, but then we also have this like George, Katie, Jack conglomerate, and it's like, which side is going to end up like being the side? And we get that, we do get that as like a little later on. 
Yeah. Um, I think we start off with like a bit with Anne, just sort of talking about Sokka and like her reaction to the fight. And she basically was like, everyone on Sokka is so mean to each other. Like they were all taunting each other and taunting Obsidian. Um, and she's like, my tribe's know, not like that. not like Sokka. And like, I do feel like this like tribe v tribe mentality of like, oh, I, I hate the other tribe. It's like, it happens, but like I feel like it it seems like it could be a big factor this season. There has been a lot of focus of like we don't like the other tribe. And I'm wondering yeah. how much of a tribe tribe it's gonna be, but we'll see. Yeah, because it's so interesting too with Sokka who's so divided um down the middle. It's like are they gonna be true to like their selves or are they going to like be like no screw you guys like i'm going to jump ship like yeah like they very easily could implode which i'm like as much as i want to see that i do think like i like to see like an even battle mm-hmm. rather than one side imploding and the other one just not but i guess we'll yeah. see like what happens but yeah we yeah. get like we, we get Anne talking about um she's happy the t-rex won I don't remember why, but I did write that she was happy T-Rex won. I think she doesn't I, I have that T-Rex she wanted like to work with T- a huge T-Rex. Thing. Okay, and that, that checks out. I think she probably sees that T-Rex is not talking to as many people and wants to use that to her advantage, which is really smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Anne also talks about how she likes Ellie a lot and the two of them threw out Mason's name as a target because he yeah. has proven to be super strategic and is sort of lying about his survivor knowledge and like being like yeah, yeah you know i've watched a couple seasons here and there but is like very much like okay so in the kit situation where if there's a swap next week we gotta do this this and this and like obviously you know the game of survivor like you're not fooling anyone yeah i i was gonna say i do think that was like not a good move by mason to lie about being a super fan i think it's it can be done it's just, it's a very, you have to, like, be so careful about what you say, when you say it to other people. Like, even if you're up, talk yeah. to one person, you're like, hey, let's make this move and this move. People are going to be like, mm, I think this person knows more than they're talking about. And I think sometimes it's better to just be like, yeah, like, I like Survivor. Like, I'm that's why I'm playing Survivor. Like, I think that's, like, a good reason. It's like, yeah, yeah like, <clears throat> some people might be like, like here's the thing you don't have to say you're a super fan just say you've seen like a, a decent amount of episodes and you like survivor and you wanted to play then when you talk about like oh i think we're gonna swap soon it's like well yeah he's seen survivor but he's not a super fan necessarily like i think that's yeah. the way to go about it and mason just like <laughs> does a really bad job of being oh i'm not a super fan ah. and then just completely being like so what do you think we're gonna swap are we gonna swap at this one or this one like like that at that point it's like come on Mason like that's on you yeah um but that's just so funny um and then Mm -hmm. (laughs) the next segment is uh uh, almost like the group of six going to see Katie's dance recital or dance show Mm -hmm. um which is George Jack tap show okay um George Jack Lindsay Justin Mason and Taylor um which sort of seems to be the main like moving force um of the show or of the of the tribe 
so I I do want to I do want to say it was there was also it there was a tap show, but there was also a really cool percussion group that was also there. <laughs> and just for context, I'm in a percussion group called Groove. I didn't even realize I was wearing this. Um, and <laughs> they happened to be just like performing with the tap group, and it caught me so off guard because I didn't. I was just watching. I was like I was like oh shit. I'm in that group. But like five like, years yeah. later. Yeah, five years later. I was like, I was like, oh wow, that's that's crazy. I know. That's that's cool. I didn't even notice that. Like, whoa, cool tap show. Maybe I no, was I just literally like, not texted Sophia. Yeah, I, was like, I was like, did you see Groove? And Sophia was like, what are you talking about? I was like, go to the tap show. And then she saw the big trash cans with the people jumping on them. It was like, ah, I see what I see. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Mm. No, but I, it, was, it, was, it was really it was funny. Really funny. That, we're it about was really to say the same thing. Justin brought his buff. <laughs> he wore his buff. And I'm like, I feel like there's always one person that just like, always wears their buff, which I love. I like, I feel like sometimes we've had players that just like, don't wear their buffs to anything and i'm like like come on we spent like 15 dollars on those can you please wear them pretty please and they like don't so like when they embrace it and like wear it everywhere like good on you and like hey it's a bandana like you can wear bandanas outside of survivor so like i feel like they're giving him a little bit of slack like yeah it happens to be his tribe and yeah he's wearing it like around his forehead which isn't like a super common thing to do all the time and definitely how you wear it in Survivor. But still, can they give him some slack? He's representing Obsidian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it was a really good bit. I liked it. No, like, I, um, like it's a funny bit just to wear it everywhere. Maybe I'll start repping my old tribe buffs. <laughs> just for fun. The next bit, though, this is really exciting. We get a Jack confessional in front of the elusive Yoshi wall um, of Sam's apartment. Oh, I didn't even notice that. I was just like, the Yoshi wall is so ingrained into my brain. I don't even like, like, it doesn't stand out. It's just I, like, it stood oh yeah, like this is a common confessional spot. I was like, I'm jumping a little bit ahead, but there was a scene where Justin filmed the entire confessional like in an arcade. And like, oh, it yeah. was a little jarring to me. There was pinball machines everywhere. Like, it, it was talking like neon lights just coming down on him. And I was like, this is an interesting spot to film. I know Justin was like to his producer, he's like, I don't really want to film in my apartment. Do you want to go to Pinball Pete's and film a confessional? Yeah. Was that a Pinball Pete's? I've never been before. Um, I mean, it didn't look like Pinball Pete. I'm sure it was, though, because I don't know of any other arcade in Ann Arbor that's, like, by campus. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't tell. Like, it almost looked like he worked there, which would make a little more sense. If Justin works but, at Pinball Pete's, that'd be iconic. Justin also seems to just want to film, like, at the weirdest places. There's a segment where he's, like, or Lindsay is saying how he, he wanted to meet her at a trampoline park to strategize. <laughs> Oh god, he's he's crazy. He's a crazy cat. Like I, I, and Lin, Lindsay was straight up like, "This isn't a date. Like, we like, wh- why are we going to a trampoline park?" 
Oh, I'm so disappointed. Lindsay, I'm disappointed. Lindsay didn't say yes, though. I feel like you got to take the opportunity to film a professional or a film like a strategic meeting at trampoline. Like, imagine how funny would that be? You're just like, it's me and Lindsay at the trampoline park. So who, who do you want to vote out? Like that would be so good. Oh, so missed good. opportunity. For real. Um. Other than the weird pinball Pete's confessional, um, sort of going back to Jack, he's he sort of talked about how he's uh, in a Russian nesting doll of alliances, um, mm. which is the title of the episode, and how he's like super close. I don't remember how the how the doll went, but Jack is like super close to George, who's close to Katie, who's close to Taylor, who's close to Lindsay, who's close to Justin, and like. Sort of this whole like yeah, good analogy. I like it. Oh yeah, it was a really good confessional. Mm. And it it seems Um, to lead us into this like alliance that seems to be the majority alliance on their tribe, which is the Quesadilla Five. Yeah. Now I all I have to say is thank you for naming it something. I'm sorry, but on the soccer, I'm tired of saying the Power Five. First of all, Power Five isn't even a real five because Luke's a part of it. Yeah. But they still keep they keep referring to it, and I'm like, I'm like, can you please come up with a name or something, something that like I can latch on to? Because Power Five is bad. KCD Five, I can get. I love a good KCD. Yeah, that's that was really funny. I was like, when Taylor showed up on the screen, she's like, all right, so we have this quesadilla Five, and I was like, yes, Taylor. Um, and, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it, but quesadilla five is Jack, George, Katie, Lindsay, and Taylor. Um, I think it's a really good five. I like it a lot. I I really like all, I mean, I like all of Sokka, or sorry, I like all of Obsidian. Like, there isn't really anyone where I'm like, I really hope this person goes. Yeah. So I do like this group. And... It's tough to, like, I'd say George and Katie are probably in the best spot because they seem to be really close to Jack, but they also do seem close to Taylor and Lindsay. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think uh, I think all of them are aware that, like, Katie and George are at least producers and, like, yeah. probably are maybe a little closer than, they, than others are leading on to. Mm-hmm. So oh, I yeah. think, like... It's a, it, it is a good five, and I do think, like, maybe Katie and George are in a good spot now, but I definitely don't see this lasting. I think, like, at least from my perspective, it's pretty clear that, like, they're running this alliance, and I think Taylor, Lindsay, and Jack are smart enough to know that they can't stick with, like, this five forever. Yeah, and they even sort of mention, like, a seven forming um adding on mason and justin but no one really want to wants to jump the gun to like create the alliance um yeah which is interesting i think people seem to be like sketch of justin mason but also like they kind of want to work with them i don't know like it seems like maybe they want to work with one of them and then the other was sketch and that was kind of like what like the dilemma was i'm not sure yeah i think i think it was just like i don't remember exactly either but 
it was just sort of interesting to see how like all those seven people have been like the main seven showing up to like bo- try bonding stuff and so they were like oh yeah we're gonna do that like let's all work together we've already been bonding when we didn't have to like yeah. vote anyone out but no one is taking initiative mm-hmm. and that sort of also shows with like they didn't really throw out a name during this whole obsidian like sequence besides for mason at the very beginning <laughs> um and then they sort of talk about towards the end of like obsidian um talking like about possibly like and trying to make an alliance um mm-hmm. but it was it was it was interesting to see that no one was like taking initiative to throw out names what i'm i'm guessing that t-rex was like such because it's afterwards it sounds like t-rex was gonna be like the boot if he didn't win immunity mm-hmm. and i guess they were just like so confident that like oh yeah it's gonna be t-rex that like no people were obviously forming alliances but there was no one had any reason to throw out another name so then once t-rex wins immunity it's like what do you do and it seems like Anne and ellie are kind of like falling to the bottom ellie but ellie does seem connected to some people yeah um and and like because i think we Honestly, like, I mean, we have the tribals, but, like, we can kind of just, like, I feel like th- this is, like, the last we get from Obsidian, I think, mm-hmm. for the most part. And it yeah. kind of, it leads into, like, why Anne was the target. It does sound like the KCD of Five was, like, deciding, should they do Mason, should they do Anne? Anne decides to do a FaceTime with all the girls in the tribe. Yep. And I think, and targeting Mason, I think it wasn't even the fact that they, she was targeting Mason. I think that was fine. I think it yeah. was just because she made FaceTime with all the girls, the girls told the guys, and um, they were all like, that's really scary. Like, we, like, a girls' alliance is a possibility. Mm-hmm. And clearly, Anne is the person trying to do that. So we should get Anne out. Yeah. Yeah, which is and it sucks because I feel like if Anne, I feel like if they would have just went to tribal earlier, or if Anne would have just like maybe like just did something a little different, it could have worked out. It's just the timing of it was really bad. It sounds like it was right before tribal too. Yeah, and I think it's... that sketched out some people. Yeah, and like I don't really blame. Here's the thing: I don't. I don't particularly blame like Lindsay or Taylor because my guess is those are the two main or, or Katie because they're all in the case of D5. They all mm-hmm. find out about this like, you know, and trying to make this girls alliance or whatever. And then like, what do you do if you're in their position? It's like you target Mason. I mean, I don't, I think they, I'm assuming they were just worried that somebody was going to tell George or Jack because there's, three of them to tell and if one of them yeah. tells and the other two are like fucked because yeah. they didn't tell so you're almost incentivized to tell them which i like it sucks we always we want to see these girls alliances work and this seems to always happen and it's yeah especially when fun. Anne is the person that gets the brunt of it oh Anne. um yeah and that's sort of the last 
uh, we hear of obsidian before they go to tribal. Um, and then it's socket time, and we start off with Tejas, uh, Tejas confessional, and he's basically saying like, yeah, I just kind of wanted to lay low, but he got super into the challenge and drew a lot of attention to himself <laughs> with the little altercation. That I, I really like Tejas. <laughs> I feel like there are a lot of like strategy heavy people on this cast, mm-hmm. and Tejas has done a good job of like alleviating that. Not that oh, he's yeah. like, I think he like he definitely has some strategy. Like, not to like um say he doesn't, but I do think it's coming from a more like clearly like he got too excited and just got into the challenge. And I think it's that that I really enjoy from Tejas. He's giving very like um live like reactions to things that are happening and not like game botting it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate that. And I love, he's just like, he starts to be like, yeah, I just don't like Stephanie at all. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I like Tejas a lot. Um, and I'm glad we got a really good confessional with him today, or in this episode. Um, mm. And he he's just such a fun character. Um, and then we get, then we get a long moment with Grace. Um, and she mm-hmm. basically tells us that, I really oh, like this segment. yeah, she first sort of starts off with like telling us Luke is such a good liar, like, um, and he fractured the tribe, like, that's kind of on him. Um, but then we cut to Noah and Grace with Noah having an idol clue that he found at the challenge. And I'll say I really liked that Noah told Grace about this idol clue. I'm a proponent of telling a, one person about idol clues. Obviously, sometimes it doesn't work and they tell people whatever, but it mm-hmm. seemed to work for Noah. Noah and yeah. Grace seem to be a duo in this game. Yeah. And I think just by like giving this information, it's helping Noah a lot and helping Grace a lot. They seem oh, yeah. to be locked in and now they have an idol because Noah finds the idol. Yep. Um, yeah. No. Now, did, the- did we ever find out about the? Did we ever find out about the other idol clue, or did no one find it? I don't think anyone found it, or it wasn't talked about. Interesting. Yeah. So I have no idea, but obviously Noah and Grace are tight. They're like, they've already told each other that like they're each other's number ones. Um. And now they have a lot of power moving forward with the idol, and they're in the majority uh, like alliance, so they sort of have it down, yeah. So then, after that, we get a little segment that's talking about Luke, and it flashes back to the challenge, and it actually shows that Luke gives a ball to Ian during the challenge, which I thought was really interesting. Like, Luke mm-hmm. clearly knows he's fucked up trying to target Ian and Noah at the yeah. same time and failing. So he's trying to kind of like um you know help them out and be like, hey, I'm with you. Everyone else is not important right now. I'm helping you. Which I do appreciate. It's tough to tell how much it worked because Luke wins immunity. So we don't really mm-hmm. know if they wanted to target him or not. Or if they would have, but yeah, I do think they're like if you have the opportunity to like give a ball to someone and you want to give it to Ian, go for it. And Luke still won. And it was yeah. Luke and Ian. So like it clearly helped 
at a little bit at least. Yeah. And it's interesting how Luke is going to spin this. And I think it'll be because what I've written down is uh, Luke, I feel like, is trying to spin the story as if he was sort of tricked by the girls and sort of fooled by this plan to vote mm-hmm. out Noah. Um, and I wonder how, I mean, I'm sure it might go well because Abby and next Stephanie are not going to be there to like tell their side of the story um, and explain how this plan all went down. So Luke might be able to get away with his, oh no, the girls, they made this plan and I said I'd do it with them and yada, yada, yada. And Lindsay ended up flipping the vote and all that. Um, Yeah. So. Although Luke does say that he wants to target Lindsay or Emily and is kind of staying away from targeting Stephanie, which I think is concerning to everyone else because they still view Luke and Stephanie as close. Yeah. And Luke is claiming that he was just like closer to Abby than Stephanie, or at least people thought that. I'm not sure if he claimed that, but either yeah. way, that's what the, like everyone thinks. Mm-hmm. But still, they're just like, even like, I think they were decently close, but even if they weren't, they're associated together. And I think that kind of fucked Stephanie over. Yeah. And it's just so tough because the last two weeks were so like, back and forth of like soccer of like who were they going to vote off and this week it's obviously super clear like stephanie's definitely going home um but we do get to see more um of emily like we discussed earlier in this episode um and she's starting to talk to people and she said that she didn't hear abby's name um maybe i wrote that wrong but she wants also people to think like, oh, I don't want my reputation to just be like, oh, Emily, I didn't talk to her. Um, which is, I think, very, mm-hmm. a good mindset to have. And I'm glad she's trying to break out of like not talking to people um, and trying to improve that. Uh, it's it's good to see. Yeah. It makes you feel like there's hope in her. Yeah, no, I like, I like the Emily segment. It was nice to see that she's talking to people and I think it pretty much explains why Stephanie went and Emily didn't. Emily mm-hmm. started talking to people and it seems like it worked and like props to Emily for doing that. I feel like there wasn't much Stephanie could really do. No, and they didn't really give us a lot of content. I mean, they showed both parts of the Stephanie and Luke conversations with Noah being like, Noah was being like, so what the fuck happened? And um, yeah, I mean, it's like, what are you supposed to do in that situation? Like, they be honest, and I guess, like, I don't love it, but it, like, I also don't know what I would do. Like, I feel like they did what they probably, like, the only thing they could do, which is, like, be honest. And they were like, yeah, like, Luke, I think Luke goes a little too far, and Luke goes to Noah and is like, yeah, like, dude, you're just the best player in the game. And, like, I was like, yeah, if we get him voted out, then amazing. But if we don't, then I'd like love to work with you. I'm just like, no, like, like I think calling him the best player in the game is like wording you don't want to use. I get that you're trying to appeal to his ego, but that's such a like miss call because he's no one's gonna remember that and target you because you're just telling other people you're the best player in the game. Yeah, I was like, okay. Like, great. 
that's such a really good way to word it. <laughs> Thanks, Luke. Um, all right, yeah. Um, so I guess um, I feel like there was nothing much else from Sokka after that, and it kind of rolls right um, into get to the tribal. What? Um, and like I said, I said we can get into the tribals. Oh, okay, I thought there. I thought you said we can ditch the tribe meeting, and I was like, there was a tribe meeting. <laughs> uh, but no, so yeah, we get um, Sokka's tribe for or tribal first, and um, we start with. I think it was really funny that um, Luke was calling out Ian during tribal for yeah. um, his comments at the last tribal. That was so funny. Luke was just like. Well, apparently I'm the reason we lost the challenge last week, but I beat you this week, so sucks to suck. Ian was just like, "Yeah, I I deserve that." Yeah, that was really funny. Um, a lot of uh the questions were all basically like, "Yeah, people took a big shot last week and missed, so that's probably what I'm going to be voting on," and like. Clearly implying that Stephanie yeah. is going home. Uh, and Stephanie knows this. There's a quote mm-hmm. that she says. She's like, um, the knife is right there. She looks back and Noah's right behind her. And she goes, that's ironic. Yeah, that was really funny. I was like, oh my God. Uh, it was it was too good. Um, and then Stephanie also... Good tried to play um a fake advantage yeah um, i was really confused by this like it was a weird like i i'm guessing what her goal to do because she did say like oh yeah like i can use this um for like when we swap or whatever mm-hmm. use it for you guys which like that was her intent i think the problem is ian and noah like grabbed it from her immediately and didn't let her speak at all yeah, and I, it was, I mean, the good on Ian's side, they were like, let's discard, like, let's make sure that this isn't a problem. I do think the rules of best advantage were a little too specific. Yeah. And I it did not were... help that Noah found an idle clue on a mm-hmm. tennis ball, which I get, like, Stephanie, it was a last ditch effort. I'm not going to blame yeah. her too much. Like, she really couldn't do anything. Yeah, um, I get like where Ian and all of them were coming from. Uh, as as an empath, I kind of felt like they were being really brutal about it. Like she's already yeah. going home. No need to rub salt in the wound. Like she's trying to like do something to save her spot in the game. She clearly wants to be here, but um, she just took a big shot too early, and it cost her her game. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then she gets voted out. Nothing. It was sad. I, like, once Abby was gone, I feel like the writing was on the wall. And then Luke won immunity, and the writing was on the wall two more times. Like, it was just tough go for Steph, I think. Yeah. Um, She just, there wasn't a lot she could do. Yeah. Because I liked her. Me too. She She was fun. Um, and I also thought it was interesting that the three votes um, that weren't for Stephanie were for Emily, which is not, that's not the shock. The shock was more that Luke still voted with Stephanie. Um, 
I was see, I was more surprised that Lindsay voted for Emily. That, too. that was I the was... one where I was like, so now you're gonna work with Luke and Stephanie? Like, yeah. What is Lindsay doing? Like, I this is going to just make people more sketch of her. Like, yeah, it really does. Like, I, I get that she wanted Emily out, but I think it's a. It seems to be a classic situation of like people on the bottom being pinned one against, pinned against each other, and it's to the point where like you almost have to go for them because if you like you don't realize that you all could work together. Yeah, and it's just sort of a bummer but at least emily's on the right yeah side and it's like yeah that was nice to see although she wasn't gonna vote for herself so <laughs> what <laughs> i mean like to be fair i was like theoretically Lindsay and emily could have teamed up and all voted like someone else they could have all tried mm-hmm. to vote no again yeah and it would have been a four four vote but like, I don't think Lindsay or Emily wanted to like do that. Like they, yeah. they're not super close to Luke and stuff. No, and that would have been, I mean, that would have been tough to orchestrate, especially from the bottom. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Stephanie yeah. goes and home on a five-three so vote. Then, yeah, and then we get the Obsidian Tribal. T-Rex does not show up because he's immune, and I guess he's like, oh, well, I'm immune, so. <laughs> so I'm busy. And I'm I don't know. My T-Rex impression is just like an Italian, man. I don't know why. Didn't he say he was from France? He talked about French Survivor. Um, I don't know if he's actually from France. But it's I don't know where else you would watch French Survivor, so probably... Maybe they said in the first episode, and I've already forgotten because it's been three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this tribal is mostly just everyone being like, yeah, T-Rex was going to go home if you didn't win immunity. Uh-huh. That's all they said. Like it was, Yeah. There was a funny moment where, like, I forget the question specifically, but Brady asks, I think, Jack a question, and Jack gives a very, like, quote-unquote cop-out answer and that was george, george is like wow cop-out answer it was justin okay sorry mm-hmm. wait ju- wait ju- justin was the one that said the cop-out answer or justin was yeah, the person that he, said, he said cop-out answer because he addressed brady as he goes well jeff and then he just like we're gonna vote this week to keep the tribe strong and then george is like cop-out answer oh, cop-out okay. answer and then Brady was like, okay, George, give me a real answer. And George was like, okay, well, I've been sick for the last 24 hours. And just like a really funny, he was like, yeah, no, I would have given a cop out answer too. <laughs> Which I yeah. thought was funny. It was kind of like, because like, I mean, when you're sitting in tribal, it's like, it's so annoying when every person's like, yeah, like, I don't know. We'll see what the vote's going to be. But then you get yeah. asked the question and you're just like, yeah, we'll see what the vote. You're not gonna. You don't want to be the one to be like, yeah, this is what's happening. But at the same time, it's so boring when every other person's like, cop out answer, cop out answer, cop out answer. Sometimes you just want to be like, like, wake up. This is what's happening. Like, yeah, we all know it. Like, stop, stop being stupid. Like, we all know what's stop happening. Stop dancing around the bush. And then the only other thing that happens before the vote is Ali is like, yeah, like my name's out there. Please don't vote me. Mm-hmm. And. I, I don't hate it from her. Or sorry, I don't hate it from them. I think they, mm-hmm. like, 
it was clear that Ali like was on the outs and they realized they're on the outs. Yeah. And they're trying to like integrate themselves back in. And I do like is it the best place to do it at Drival? And like it's not gonna probably amount to much, but I think like it was worth the effort. Yeah, I agree. And clearly Ellie, it, I think the Ellie in relation, like it, we we were shown that they're like close, but I think they were like each other's like closest allies. And I think that was undermined a little bit. And Ellie is getting a sense that it's probably in. Mm-hmm. Or, or yeah. of them. It's one of the two. I- yeah. And they just unfortunately weren't included in the majority alliance and and tried to put together that girls alliance which got back to the guys and obviously the guys are going to be like oh girls alliance yeah so it sucked to see another good girl give it out like that's already three three of which them. is really frustrating i know and yeah i think t-rex voted for ellie because there was one random Ellie vote. Yeah, wait, what was the vote count? I like. Um, I, I had. I kind of d- didn't write that down. I had two Mason, one Ellie, and then the rest were Anne. I didn't want to do the math. Okay, so I'm guessing that Anne and Ellie both voted Mason. Yeah, and, and then, then T Rex voted Ellie. Yeah, okay, makes sense. Checks out. Which is so. Like, did T Rex talk to anyone? Like what made him decide Ellie? I don't I don't know. Such a strange I don't know. Man. It's a weird <laughs> Yeah. I don't know, but sucks that Ellie's probably in a not a great spot right now. I hope that they can recover. But people seem to like Ellie. I think I forgot who it was, but I think it might have been Taylor or someone that was like, I don't want to vote Ellie out. Like I like Ellie. I want mm-hmm. them to like be included more. You didn't get like a lot from that, but I do think like people want to work with Ellie. It's just sometimes yeah. it's like tough to integrate people when there's already so many people in the alliance. Yeah, yeah, which is so fair. Um, but I'm glad they're keeping them around. Um because Ellie's fun yeah. and I like them. Mm-hmm. And then that's pretty much it for the episode. We do get a next time on Survivor and we find out we're swapping. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, I'm interested. I'm interested to see if um, yeah, I mean, is it gonna be two tribes or like because it's 16 people left, so mm-hmm. you would think two tribes, but it could also be like uh, like three tribes and then like one person's like exiled or something. I'm not sure. Yeah, and they're like, like what if they are the difference maker, the one that's exiled or something? Oh, you're, that's actually a really good idea. It might be. Yeah. I'm not sure. Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see till next episode. My God. Well, tribes of five are also super interesting because they're an odd number tribe. So uh, there's like not a real good chance of rocks or like a tie. Yeah. Um, and I think they're really fun to watch. But it's also so much easier to flip if you want to play. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it makes for some interesting gameplay. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I forgot, I just realized I didn't think about a question of the day, but I just came up with a question of the day. Don't worry, we're good. Okay, so I have to think you could film a confessional anywhere. If you could film a confessional anywhere, where would you film it? 
personally, I think. Oh, I know your answers. <laughs> I I would want to go scuba diving and film it underwater. Except I just realized I couldn't really talk. But that's we'll figure that. We'll put captions, and I'll just like mouth the and it's like the bubbles, and then the <laughs> captions will just be like, "I really want to vote Sophia off this week." Blah blah blah. Wow, fake, fake for that. Um, I would want to film this a week. confessional um, in front of the Magic Kingdom, which happens to be where I'll be filming Whoa. the podcast starting um, the week of January 8th. It'll be a grand mm -hmm. old time, and I'm going to be living in Disney World. So as the end of season six comes out, Maybe you'll see a podcast if you're watching on YouTube with a very nice, pretty background of the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> so okay, that leads to my question. Um, and this is just because I love Disney World so deeply. If you were to pick which theme park embodied you the most, it doesn't just have to be a Disney theme park, although I do like those answers. What theme park do you think encapsulates you as a person? See, I've, like, I've been to, like, no theme parks. Like, I've been to Cedar Point, and that's it. I like Cedar Point. It's a fun time. I love Cedar Point. It's my favorite theme park that I've been to. Roger, Can you call it a theme park? There's not a theme. The theme is roller coasters. Yeah, that's a theme. It's a theme park or an amusement park. But I, okay, okay. I, I feel like Roger. I like, I like yeah. Like I don't know if they're like I don't know if amusement parks are considered theme parks. But like I like haven't been to a real theme park, so I'm like counting it. The so theme fair. is roller coasters. Roger, I feel like you would be. I don't know. Somebody's giving me Animal Kingdom, um, just because I like that. Yeah, like you very much like have like these branches of like just like oh what's Roger up to? Like sometimes you know you never know. And you know, you got your quirkiness with Dino Land and you got your like exploration mm -hmm. with like Africa and Asia, those themes of like, oh I play Survivor. And then Pandora is very much like, oh my god, he did this groove thing all of a sudden. Whoa. Um Yeah. And it all surrounds mm -hmm. the tree of life. Mm. Sophia, yeah, I almost like forgot. You should ask about. You should ask about my hat that I'm wearing. What's your hat? Number one, Dad. Ho 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 ho. <laughs> I'm not a dad. I just saw this hat. And I think it's really funny. <laughs> I love it. That is amazing. But yes, those are your questions for this episode of KYTL. Um, where would you want to film a confessional? It could be anywhere in the world. And what theme park embodies your personality? We want to know. We like questions. Yeah. And you have answers. Um, but yeah. that is all we yeah. have for this week. Roger, do you yeah. want to sign it off? We'll see you guys next week. We'll see you guys next week, which for us is soon because we filmed this like right before the next episode. <laughs> yeah. It's a-okay. We're so good at this. It was finals week. We had a good excuse yeah exactly yeah um but mm -hmm. hopefully we can actually get a guest next episode hopefully we can get some exit interviews coming your way they're in the works they're in the works 
we're working on it. But we appreciate you for sticking around with us for another fantastic yep. episode and of New Idea. I do. Wait, there's one more thing we have to do. Oh. Last time I remember, I was annoyed because we were at 200 subscribers and we went to two or 199. So I need to do a little check. I know what we're at. So it's there As we go. the channel manager. Okay, well, what were we at? 202. So we passed That's 200. Three new people. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Okay, okay. let's hit 205. Right, you said it here. Let's do it. Yep. You guys are the best. Okay. Yep, that's all we got. Peace and love. Remember, keep your torch lit.